Just when you think you have it all figured out, everything goes up in flames. Let Lita take you on a journey of faith, life, travel, and interior design. Take your life out of the status quo. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by Status Home Design and the Shops at Status and by the Law Office of Derek M. Hayes at 404-777-HURT. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. I'm the host of the show, Derek Hayes, and I'm here to introduce the star of our show, Miss Lita Brooks. Hello, Lita. Hello. Good morning. Good, Good to see morning. you, as always. You too. Well, before we begin, Lita has been working as an interior designer for over 20 years. She's incredibly talented and has since branched out and opened multiple retail stores, an online marketplace, and is now blogging and podcasting full-time. If that wasn't enough, Lita is a mother of two and soon-to-be mother stepmother to two more and devotes her time to teaching others how to achieve their goals and live life to the fullest. She sums it up best in her branded hashtag, Design Your Life. We are broadcasting live today from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel. Status Life with Lita is brought to you by the law offices of Derek M. Hayes. Injured in Georgia, make the right call to 404-777-HURT. Also sponsored by Status Market and Design, your one-stop shop for all your home and gift needs, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. Well... I think we need to rewrite that open. We got to rewrite it. I think we do. That's a kind of a teaser for where we're going. Well, that's right. That you're exactly right. And I don't how do we just even jump into this and tell everybody why we've got to rewrite the opening? Well, there's a lot that's changed. We'll, we'll start that, with that. That's that's a very good way to say it. Uh huge 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 changes have happened. And we're going to dig in, but we're going to not just say it so blankly we're going to go through this one by one and really storytell all this yeah yeah um you know our listeners uh have been with us uh you know on this entire journey and if you're just jumping in i urge you to go back and listen to all the shows but specifically the last three because we the last one was extremely eye-opening uh our guest april she was using the word pivot uh, she is a professional business coach, professional speaker, just her knowledge. Oh, I just I want to take everything that <laughs> she says and just absorb it. But when she used that word pivot, that's really the one that I had been searching for with closing uh, the shops at Status Down. That was my very large, almost 13,000 square foot retail store in metro atlanta and we've talked about the journey through that we've talked about the feelings through that we are going to touch on some of that today because it is relevant to the next huge pivot that i am facing yes so we're going to talk about recapping pivoting and the next steps all three right yes yes because all of that is happening in such a big way and i noticed that uh you did the hook for the show and you talked about uh flames right yes. going up in yes. flames well, that's, oh, that's part of we it had, as well. We had a huge fire, and right. we're going we're gonna to get well, to it. Let's just kind of take this in order. You know, uh, yes, the last few months yes, have been we got to go in order. Well, we've kind of talked about this in, in, like you said, the prior shows. Uh, we're coming off a hiatus. We took some time off. Uh, wedding planning, uh, we discussed that briefly last time. So let's talk about your dad very briefly. Let, let's kind of recap what was going on there. Okay. Well, so, I mean, he is my person. Derek, you know, aside from the gentleman sitting across from me, <laughs> I will be married to. It was supposed to be in two weeks. Oh, we did have to postpone it. I know we touched on that at the last show. Were we still making the decision 
when we take the last podcast if I, we were going to postpone or not? I, I think at that point we'd pretty well come to terms with the fact it was going to have to be postponed because okay. we were already talking about August, late August as being the next date. Right. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty sure we have made, made the made final the decision. decision. Right. The venue was available, but it really came down to my dad, which is why I'm, I'm saying this. So I love him. And uh, unfortunately, Derek's parents are deceased. My parents are not. And it was ju it's just very important to both of us that they be present at the wedding. And what we were faced with, uh, my dad had an emergency situation where he had a leg full of blood clots. And the pain was so severe, it was causing his blood pressure to skyrocket. They got it all under control. Thankfully, 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 when they removed the blood clots in an emergency surgery, blood flow restored to the leg. We were faced with that night uh, that they were going to remove uh, from the knee down, I sure, believe, sure. Uh, his left leg. Now, he has drop foot in his right leg from some nerve damage and that. So his left leg is his good leg. So should they have taken his left leg, he would have been wheelchair bound sure. for the rest of his life. Even a, a prosthetic leg wouldn't have helped him because he walks with a cane because of the damage on his right leg. So my point is we're going into emergency surgeries with my dad. He's had since three surgeries. Uh, he had a wound vac installed, which is a disgusting machine, and I know it's very helpful, and it, 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 it helped the healing process tremendously and, and speed it up, but we were being faced with this wound vacuum being at the wedding, and Attached my dad being him. a wheelchair, at, right, I mean, the whole scenario was just not working for any of us. Uh, he would not like it, first and foremost. You know, the point was for him to walk me down the aisle. I wanted him to celebrate this night, be able to dance, be able to just enjoy his family being there. This is a guest of honor, yeah, you know, absolutely. and we kudos to you Derek for for standing not by me as as my person but by the decision to really look at this and say, you know, this is about us and this is our night, but you know, Frank needs to be a part of this in a big way. Yeah, and a couple of things, too. Number one, you talked about him being your person and how connected you are. You really and truly are connected. We've talked about before, he has one of your kidneys. He does. And because of that, he he's does. still with us because he passed the five-year anniversary of the kidney donation. And we just had it. Which we, we just, just had. celebrated. Right. Between mm -hmm. podcasts, we had my kidney anniversary. And we've done a lot of shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I've had Amanda Hayhurst on. She's also a kidney donor. Uh, we've talked about my journey. I do have some blog posts up at Status Life with Lita about the kidney journey. So if you're listening to this and you're a donor or a recipient or you know someone in your family, I've got a lot of content out there. That's just a little sidebar. Sorry. Right. right. So that's the first point. The second point is, too, since we uh, got engaged. In fact, I spoke with your parents before I even asked. Your dad, one of the first things he said was he can't wait for the opportunity to walk you down the aisle. Aww. And he's talked about it more than once. You know, just mentioned it yes. in passing, but also a little more in depth. So to have had that wedding without him there potentially at all, because we didn't know for sure if right. he'd even be out of the hospital, that would have taken that, that joy away from him. Right. And also, if he was going to be there, knowing full well that if anything, he's going to be in a wheelchair. Yeah. That's also going to take that away. Just from sitting him. in the corner. I just, it just, we, it's not what any of us envisioned. So, and so, anyway, so we, we did move it, but I will say, oh, what a blessing that was. Right. And I've got to use we the word know. pivot. I'm going to continue as we go through the story because you guys can't even imagine what happened after we made this decision. Um, you well, know, let's go to the next one. God's looking out for us in a big way. But we talked about, I had more not done for the wedding than I had done. 
right? And yeah. I wasn't enjoying yes. it. It was going to be thrown together. It was going to be rushed. It was just going to be a long to-do list that I wasn't enjoying. And postponing it, it was the best decision we could have made. Because now, with everything that has happened, it's going to be a monumental celebration. It, everything has just pivoted. Our entire yeah. lives, my entire career and postponing that wedding that it was the best decision that we could have made where you also too talked to april about the creative block you were feeling that's right because of so many pressures of the store closing your dad's situation his surgeries you know there was a point too where you all were not sure if he'd make it through the surgery and if he did not sure if he'd have that leg well you're right when you are feeling sad i've gone through the last few shows talking about the level of sadness um you know possibly just the depression feeling that was sitting upon me uh, it's situational depression i don't have clinical depression but but losing a business losing a part of my identity uh losing something that i had worked so hard blood sweat and tears literally i've had two concussions since i've worked at that store from <laughs> things falling on my head just yes i mean truly truly everything that i loved and watching it close and that was insanely difficult and i i dig really really deep into those feelings and the decisions so please go back and listen to the other shows because we can't touch on that we've got a whole new Something right, right. We're, we're grabbing right now. Well, let's go to the next one. Spring break. We'll talk about a little fun before we go. Okay, to the rest of so it. we need we needed a break. We needed some fun. It was it was the children's kids spring break. I've got you know grade school age kids, and I was really torn about leaving. I felt really guilty leaving my mom with as much support as she needs right now with my dad being in the hospital, but. I couldn't go sit in the hospital and leave my kids. It's their spring break. They can't sit at home all day, every day. So we and your made, parents insisted too. Yeah, yes, but I still, it was me. I feel the guilt as their daughter. Like, how can I be sitting on a beach having fun and my parents are in a hospital, sure. right? I just, that's just the way that I think. Well, we made the decision to go down to Ponte Vedra Beach, which was wonderful. Yeah, we stayed at TPC location. Sawgrass. We had never done that before. Amazing, the amenities. They shuttle you right to the beach. You have this Cabana Beach Club right at your fingertips, uh, which was nice. Derek was a little leery. Why are we going to the beach? We're not staying on the beach. And I kept saying, just trust me. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. It's amazing. The grounds are beautiful. Oh, yeah. yes. We went to TPC Sawgrass, What the, the actual golf uh, restaurant and mm-hmm. the golf course that was an amazing experience yeah I loved all of it and I, I'm saying the beach access because that's part of it right and they come pick you up right at your room and we stayed in a villa so they drove to our room anyway so so you know check 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 we're not being sponsored here we're just giving a little plug to how amazing it is to stay at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra so that okay. was all fun that we was had, fun we had, we had a three days of amazing fun well the last day that we are there We contemplated driving home that morning because we knew that we were going to drive through some bad weather. We had heard, I don't even know how, you know. Well, there were tornadoes the day before and the path that we were. I thought there was just bad weather. No, there were tornadoes around Savannah and I think a couple other areas. See, when you're at the beach and you're in another state, you are relatively disconnected from what's going on at home. Right. You just, that's the point of being away. We're laying on a beach. It's sunny. We're not, the only reason I knew it was bad weather was because I was still checking on the store and I was and they were like oh it's been really slow but it's pouring uh sideways rain outside I'm like nobody's gonna shop no one ever does when you have rainy days that is not your best day in the retail world unless people get trapped inside because it's pouring they can't leave um but what happened was 
it ended up being beautiful at the beach. So we thought, okay, it's just rain. We can drive through yeah, rain. And you and I both don't turn down a beach day ever. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. We are sun babies. Yes. We go out there. And, yes, and we enjoy it. Kids enjoyed it. We maximized our time. We were coming home on a Wednesday because we had the Brave season opener tickets for Thursday night. So that was also some fun. We had some, mm-hmm. some really fun things on spring break. Anyways, this is what happened. Derek? Well, we stuck around as long as we could at the beach. It was probably 4 o'clock in the afternoon. We decided to make the way home. As we're driving home, things were going fine, and we were following ways to to get back to our house. And suddenly it changed our route, uh, which was kind of odd, but we thought, okay, fine. There must be a wreck, some sort of traffic jam, construction, whatever. So we diverted from the original route that it was taking us and started going back roads. So this is interesting. I didn't know that Waze reroutes you for weather. But apparently it does. Well, that's what we found we, out. We went, oh, now it's telling us to get off at this next exit. We're coming right. up 16, heading yes. north on 16 towards Atlanta. And Georgia, right. But we knew we would hit Macon, and we live towards Athens. So we got to take a right. We avoid Metro Atlanta by making that, that Correct. trip. Correct. So anyway, we're, 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 again, kind of on back roads and suddenly noticed that we're really the only car on the roads in that moment. There's nobody else around. Nobody. And it was relatively dark. It, it was darker than it normally would be for that time of night and then what all do you this- mean it was pitch okay. dark darker than it was <laughs> says the one who wore navy blue well, and black to work today fine thanks yeah. <laughs> so as we're driving all of a sudden we have four devices i have my cell phone she has hers uh one of her kids has her tablet the other has his phone all of a sudden the the warning god awful loud noise the eh, sirens eh, started going off on yes. all the phones oh my god and then we hear we hear tornado in your area seek shelter immediately and i'll never tornado forget this warning. now derek's driving right and he's got two hands on the wheel because it's pouring rain sideways and he said wait what where's the tornado and i said it's right here yeah. it's all i could spit out i said tornado it's here. in your area it, it's not in our area it was literally <laughs> here right there and I'm going to take over for a minute because I'm in the passenger seat. You guys, this was, we're telling you this story. This was probably the scariest night of my life. This was, it was just like the movie Twister. And that movie was shot in the daytime. But do you remember those <laughs> nighttime scenes where it's eerie and we're watching? The only way that we can see the sky is the lightning. And it's everywhere. It's lighting up the sky. But we are literally looking at the sky to watch a tornado sweep us off yeah, the road. when it lights up, we want to look and see if there's any spiraling uh, debris or, or winds that are ahead of us that we're about to drive literally right into the center of a tornado. That, that is not a way that you want to be late at night. I've got two young children in the car. Everybody's scared, and we have no protection. Well, this, you know, now we're on back roads. We're on a right. state road one. There's not overpasses. There's nowhere we can hide. Well, even, it even said on the warning, if you're in a vehicle, seek shelter immediately. Find an overpass. Uh, get underneath the overpass. Get there's off nothing. the road. But it there's was nowhere. Awful. This, so it was so scary. You even told the kids to take their pillow and put their pillows between their head and the, the And the glass. I, just I, in case. I thought we were about to get swept. We're either going to spin or we're going to roll. But this is... This is bad. We, yeah. You knew, too, because when Derek is worried, he gets completely silent. <laughs> and I'm going, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We got to do. I'm almost starting to panic at this yeah. point. Both kids are crying in the back seat, And it, it, we're just hunkering down to get swept away. So very quickly, we Google or not Google. We uh, look to try and find a, a location where we could get off the road to seek shelter. 
And uh, we found a Best Western that was, I don't remember how many miles nine. away. But nine, nine, nine miles. Nine miles away. And so we're frantically trying to make our way to this Best Western to, again, seek shelter because there are no, no cars on the road, pitch black, pouring rain sideways, winds whipping and howling. So we start on the path to this Best Western. That was the best thing we could have done because yes. we, we sought shelter. They had one of those awnings where you pull in. Um, and I just said, kids, grab what you need, grab your most valuables, and just run. Run as fast as you can for that front door. And again, we're all, they're emotional, we're scared. It just, but seeing that best, I'll never forget it. <laughs> seeing that best Western up on the hill, it was like, oh, but thank it was you, so, Lord. It was so dark and so uh, awful to, to even try and see the conditions. We didn't know where the, the driveway was. No, we could we not truly see had to guess where to the pavement there. was. That's how hard the rain was coming down. We had to creep. We, Derek was probably going one mile an hour to make a left-hand turn. We didn't know if we were about to drive down into a ditch or if we were on the actual pavement. Curb, whatever. Right. No idea. That's yeah. how hard it was raining. So we, we go real slow. We realize we're on the pavement. We can go up into the parking lot. And we're sitting in the lobby of this Best Western. After we ran into the lobby, and, we're finally Right, sitting. and the front desk lady, she was so nice and gracious that we were there. And Derek says, can we wait this out here? Yes, yes. And the power is flickering, just like the movie. I mean, the, the tornadoes were everywhere. And she said, oh, one just hit my house in Dublin. Well, Dublin is where Waze had rerouted us off of... Uh, Away from that. 16, right. And so... It, it was just so surreal, and it was so scary, and we waited out, and about, I'm shaking, Elise says, Mom, your hands are shaking. I'm like, yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So that's our big dramatic story. We we got through the tornadoes. We're not home yet, right? We're no. in the middle of nowhere in the middle of the night. Yeah, we're, we're still a good ways away from home, probably two and a half, three hours away from home. So we make the decision after the, the worst part of the storm passes to go ahead and get back on the road. We're looking at radar. The, the lady behind the desk was looking at the radar. And we had a window. We had a window of an hour and a half before the next tornado was expected to hit that area. So my thought was, let's go ahead and as quickly as we can get as far as we can in an hour and a half and be north of this. So we did. We piled back in oh, the car. And oh, as we left. Not willingly. Well, I looked at him and I said, you want me to get back in the car? You want me to get back in the car? Have you lost your mind? Look what we just came through. <laughs> like we just got to safety. I thought it was the worst decision ever. I truly did. I was angry. I have to trust you. And I did. And you got us back in the car. But I really wanted to get a room. I wanted to sleep. To stay, I right. wanted to drive in daylight. I was too shaken up. My kids are in the back. Like, I did not think that was the right well, decision. My logic, very simply, was the fact there's another storm coming oh. in an hour and a half. Oh. If we stay I'm here. still the angst about that it. That next storm may be worse than this one. And we mm. may not make it out of here mm. then. Or we can go ahead and beat it. So we did. But I'll have to say, as we left the Best Western, driving through the town where we were, Swainsboro, I believe it was, Swainsboro, Georgia, there were power lines down. It was completely pitch black, no power. Uh, big, large garbage carts were in the roadway, tree limbs, all kinds of debris. Uh, and that was for at least the next 30 or 40 yeah. minutes of yeah, the trip. We, that's all we saw. So we finally get home. And admittedly, though, we hit another storm about 12 miles from home. Same thing. It was uh, one of those warnings. And we uh, got home and we were able to, to get inside, but it was so loud and scary outside that uh, you wound up staying sleeping with your daughter that night in her room to calm her. Well, I'll never forget. We get home and all of us were so shaken up. We're all sitting in the master bedroom. All the lights are on. Thrilled to be there. I don't. Thrilled was not what I was feeling in that moment. It was you're just so shaken up. It's it's a feeling of shock. No one was talking. 
I don't even know what was on TV. We were all just <laughs> very in shock. Like everybody was just quiet. Nobody would move. The kids didn't want to go to their rooms. We were just sitting, mm-hmm. looking at each other at one o'clock in the morning with all the lights on. Like it yeah. was just, a, you. we just needed to breathe because going through that second round, we're trying to get home. Yes, we were only, what, 12 miles or so, right, but it was miles. torrential rain, hails hitting the car, tor- you know, tornado sirens. Uh-huh. Um, it was, it's like we going, and then the thunder, even when we got home. Okay, so this is this big, bad, nasty storm that we drive through. Why are we telling you this well, story? Well, this is relevant, the time frame. It was midnight, uh, it 1230, mm-hmm. Correct. somewhere around there. So we get home, and you had to open the store the next day at 10. I had yep. to get to my office, so... I wake up, I'm in the shower, and all of a sudden, as I'm getting out of the shower, you're uh, banging on the bathroom door and and asking if I'm out of the shower, and I said yes, and then suddenly... The store's on fire. I My phone started going off all at once that our Watkinsville location, this is not the one that closed in Gwinnett, this is my brand new store that I just had a grand opening December, was on fire. And sheer shock and panic, you know, I'm standing there in my underpants about to get ready for work. And I I can't even speak. I can't even tell you in that moment. I'm still in shock from the night before, right? We we almost didn't make it out of that. I can, and here I am standing here banging on the door and I called, I'll never forget this because what came through on my text was 40 North Main is on fire. And that's all I could say. I would never call my business 40 North Main. That's the postal office address right. I would call it status I would call it Watkinsville and I'm, I'm banging in her I said 40 North Main's on fire 40 North Main's on fire and you opened it you what oh my it, 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 we just we're just staring at each other like how can this get any worse like wait a <laughs> minute what so I grab Elise I'm like honey the store's on fire and she's spinning in circles and I said do you want to go with me and she said yes I said get in the car We hadn't showered. We hadn't brushed our teeth. I mean, it's cold out. We had just come from the beach. I grab a pair of shorts and a t-shirt from my suitcase, but it's cold in Georgia. Yeah. Right? It was. It was in the 40s. That's just the frazzled. I'm driving as fast as I can to get to 40 North Main, and I'm behind a minivan that says Granny. Literally. (laughs) That's what it says on the license plate. I passed her on a double yellow. I don't even know. I'm just, you know, as frantic as I can. And sure enough, 40 North Main was on fire. I can smell it. There's a traffic light. We have to go up and take a right. I'm, I'm, you know, 10 cars back at the traffic light. I can't see the building yet, but I can smell the smoke. That was really no, eerie. I agree. I had the same feeling and when I got there. And I, I make the right-hand turn, and I can't get anywhere near it because it's all fire trucks. All You know, there's a side police street there. Police, police department blocking. everywhere. I mean, you guys, like, you can't even imagine just the, again, it, it's just shock. I'm not crying. Mm-hmm. I'm not emotional. I'm just... The adrenaline's going, and I'm in complete shock. I don't know what's happened. I don't know how it started. I don't know if the building is still there. Now, as I'm driving by, I can see the building is standing. That's it. So I know it's not a total loss at this point because the structure is still there. But I I still don't know what's going on. So the landlord lives a few houses down. I can't get near it because of all the fire trucks. So I pull my car into her driveway and run the block down the road. And what had happened is in that massive uh, storm that we just told you the very dramatic story about, the lightning 
had struck the ground right next to the gas line. This house sits on a crawl space. So it had hit the gas line and basically caused an arc, which is an electrical term, right, when it sparks. Mm -hmm. And there was either a pinhole, little tiny hole in the gas line, or it created a pinhole. I'm not exactly sure which one it was. The state fire marshal said that it created that Created a pinhole. Okay, the electric spark could go, you know, and create this little tiny hole, which is where now the oxygen's coming in. So he said, think of it like a little candle wick burning. And it burned from 12 to 1230, which is that horrible storm we were driving through. It was a slow burn all night. So mm-hmm. it hit the ductwork that was also up under the house. The ductwork, once that caught, you know, then it was it able not, to hit right. the joices, the floor joices, and then, you know, started moving up into the house. This all, it started burning noticeably about eight in the morning. And the way that it was caught was the Georgia Power was there reading the power meter at eight in the morning and he smelled smoke coming out of that front room where that had started Mm -hmm. igniting and the thankfully the fire department was at the local gas station right up the street it was six minutes from i was told from when he called it in to when the fire department started working on that fire and they did an amazing job oh they saved the house this house was built we'd found out in 1820 Sure. It is beautiful. When you see the store and Derek's law firm and this very historic home, they they did it. And they went from under the crawl space to fight that fire, right, which right. was amazing. Yeah, they got underneath it. They uh, were able to put the fire out. They also had a, a hose inside, too, to hit some hot spots. But they used a chainsaw, cut into the floor to free up the area where the the, um, the firefighters could get in there. But it, it, it unfortunately destroyed the According to the fire marshal, the gas line, the electrical lines, the HVAC unit, everything, you know, you said yourself that the the building was still standing, and it was, but neither one of us truly understood the severity of the damage with smoke. No. Smoke damage is absolutely terrible. I have a whole, I almost have to, when people, because I think a lot of people have this misconception, meaning when I say everything's gone, it's lost. They look at you sideways. Like, are you sure? Yeah. What do you the mean by that? Still what How do you mean? How right. those beautiful chairs were all that stuff? You guys, it is so powerful. It is so potent. We can bring one piece of paper into our kitchen that was in the house fire. Derek had some insurance notes that he had written. That I was so frazzled. Every time my phone would ring, I would just hand it to Derek. Like, here, <laughs> here. He just was, you know, able to. Probably this is what you do for well, a living, it, too. Right. He's an attorney dealing with insurance companies. Sure. And, and part of it was, too, I mean, I just am in shock that morning about what was happening. So anyway, he writes these insurance notes down, leaves the piece of paper on this uh, notebook, you know, what this uh, legal pad. I bring it home the next day, and the whole kitchen smelled like smoke from one piece of paper. I, I had to throw the legal pad out. Yeah. One piece of paper can smell a, a room that has not touched that fire. Well, it's that potent. If you think of the smell of fire or smoke, you, you think about standing around a campfire or a burn barrel, those kind of things, and, oh, well, I'll wash my clothes and the smell's gone. It is. It truly is. But when you're in, in a house fire or a structure fire like this, all those things absorb that smoke, and even business cards—they uh, reek of smoke. Two, and it two weeks has after changed the them all from white to yellow. Yeah, they're all everything. Right, they all, all the furniture. I had some white cabinets. I saw them yesterday. They're all yellow. Every yeah. it just—it's—it's it's unbelievable the damage that just the smoke has caused. So in reality, you look at the merchandise, and it all looks terrific. It's unscathed from the fire. 
but it all has to be tossed based on that that uh, smoke damage. Well, I'll tell you what, right now, let's go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll come back and pick up the discussion from there. Okay. Hey, hey, Lita here, popping in real quick. Are you interested in changing your space and have no idea where to begin? Do you have a real trouble spot in your home and you are at a loss for what to do? Don't fret or fear. Even though I'm located in Georgia, we can still do a virtual design consultation. I have helped hundreds of people this way. Here's what you do. Go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. You can look at the different packages and pricing and even book time with me right from the website. We can put together a color palette, decide on which furniture stays or goes, or even pull together a mood board for your home accents and furniture that might be needed to complete your space. I book time, not by the room. You could essentially have me to consult on your whole home. Again, go to my website, www.statuslifewithlita.com and click virtual consults. Book away. Okay, we're back. So we were talking about the fire. We're doing the storytelling right now. Um, everything that's been going on. And I know my listeners, I love you guys. Thank you so much for following this journey. But we knew that we had a lot to unpack. And we wanted to just give you guys the meat and potatoes of the story. I'm going to finish up with the fire and just explain. So where we're at, we don't exactly know right now the time. I think the number one question I get is, are you going to reopen? When are you going to reopen? Are you going to reopen? And honestly, um, it's specific to the house. I'm just talking about the structure itself. All of my merchandise is non-salvageable. There is a dumpster out back. We are working to take all of it, catalog it for insurance purposes, take photos of it. But unless it's of extreme value, it will go to the oxygenization room. But we can't say, I can't resell it. There's no guarantee that any of this merchandise is going to be salvageable, even if I were to spend the money to send it with the uh, fire restoration company. So the house itself, we were told all the electrical has to be redone. It was zapped. That probably means the HVAC. The smoke has gotten in the HVAC ducts. One of the rooms has no floor. They cut all the floor joists. You can't just Band-Aid a floor joist. You have to redo Right. You know, I've been building houses for 22 years now. I know exactly the amount of repair work. And it's going to be extensive. They're all the fire restoration. They're saying four to five months. I think I personally think this is going to be in excess of a year. That's my that's my own understanding of this. Well, that's the one thing that the state fire marshal said to me. He, he said uh, very easily, you're looking minimum six months just to get this up and ready for the the renovations but realistically it could be a year before anything's close to being I just done. think so I, I just you know it was two weeks tomorrow that the fire happened and it's just been inspections yeah. it's day after day of everybody looking at it and so I'm working um just as much as I can again on my cattle I've got my own stuff to do but we don't own the building we did try to buy it yes. and uh, the owner would not sell it now what a blessing right. Uh, right we would not want to be owners with this magnitude of repair work that needs to be done but we did lease it and so well let, let me kind of piggyback off what we're talking about real quick okay and that is 
the store itself is not open right now, but you're still working. You still got your interior design jobs, your interior design company. Yes. Uh, the blog, the the podcast, all those things are, are still irons in the fire for you. And I do want to just on a personal side too say that my law firm, my main office is in Lawrenceville. So even though I'm not able to continue to operate there in Watkinsville, uh, thankfully I'm still working full speed. Just oh, like, absolutely. Without missing a beat with everything there in Lawrenceville. So um, again, that's a blessing too. It was my second location. Uh, but for you, there's still a lot to be determined about the next location, potentially the store. And with that being said, what now? What now? Pivot. Exactly. Oh, thank you, April, you for that word. word. I, Woo, I told you we were going to come full circle with this. You guys, I just, it's been such a roller coaster since New Year's. And we talked about needing to go on that hiatus. Um, again, in podcasting world, you guys can listen to these in sequence. But in our world, the way these were taped, we had to take a few months off because life got so overwhelming. Christmas season, I didn't even know my name. We've talked about all that, just how busy with two retail stores and um, it, the grand opening of one. And so moving from that, I'm just going to go really quickly having to close the shops at status and all the reasons behind that we've covered that in other episodes but the emotional component that was unexpected that really really truly hit me in closing that store the really really interesting part is i'm not feeling um all that sadness right now I, i'm not I, uh, how do i dig into this i mean i just it's it's so interesting to me that i have two retail stores and closing one sent me into this deep downward spiral i didn't know when i was going to come up and see the light of day and so abruptly this other one has been taken from me but it is a completely different wave of emotion that is such a pivot I, I, in an unexpected one. Sure, sure. Everything. My whole retail career is gone in a matter of two months, and I'm I'm okay. Okay. I am okay. So, as your person, I'm with you through this entire journey, and yes. I understand it. But as someone on the outside looking in, I think the question would naturally be, how, why? <sighs> okay. I'm going to get a little faith-based here, all right? So, stay with me, guys. For as long as I can remember, I have always been very faithful in prayer and in that prayer saying, open doors that need to be opened, close doors that need to be closed, stretch time, stretch time. What does that mean? <laughs> it means I don't have enough time in the day to uh -huh. do all the things that I need to do. I don't have enough time to be the mom I want to be. I don't have enough time to do the things around the house I need to do, to be the wife I want to be, to get the weight off, to be less stressed. I am the queen of adding, 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 adding more, adding more, adding more stress, saying yes, doing this, taking on this. And I was doing all these things. I don't know if I was even doing any of them well. I'm a good mom. I'm a good podcaster. I'm a good business owner. But I'm not great at anything because I'm spread way too thin. I've used the analogy a million times I am a hamster on a wheel that keeps going and going and going and all I wanted to do was get off that wheel well if you could sum it up in a word what would it be what do you mean the, sum the, what up sum, sum up the these feelings that these things that uh, as you say it's, it's a way of you um, addressing the losses and prayer and, and is there a word that you could use that would sum all this up well I could sum up the word 
what's happening and sum up the word that I wanted it to be. And I go okay. back to that because I am in a women's Bible study. And in December, before any of this happened, we were given the task to choose the word of the year. And I think this, what you're trying to get me to yes. say is the same word. And in December, I said, what I want is peace. That is what I want. I want, and and I was challenged by these women sitting at the table, dear friends of mine, what is that going to look like? And I gave them a lot of things. This needs to come off my plate. This needs to come off my plate. And all of those things have been taken off my plate, not with my will. Right, exactly. Not in the way you expected. And I am telling you, there is such a peace about me right now that I longed for, that I prayed about, but I would not have made these decisions on my own. I would never have closed the status market. I would never have closed the shops at status if it weren't for some leasing issues. I would have fought and fought. I never uh-huh. would have made these decisions on my own because I'm an entrepreneur, because I'm a businesswoman, because I would never disappoint people. I would keep going and going and going. Um, but now, being that this is where I come from this is my answer I am I am faithful in prayer and I I know that these doors I I prayed for doors to be closed I didn't know what they I didn't pray to fix my lease I didn't pray to not have a fire there's not specific but I prayed close them and open them and it was all done and I'm telling you, you would think that I would be abs. My friends are calling. How are you? Are checking on you? Are you okay? I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> I'm gr- I'm actually great. And and I never in a million years would have understood this pocket that I'm sitting in as greatness. You would think I would be sitting in devastation, especially the way I felt after closing the shops. That's not where I'm at. Well, to go a little further with that, the, as from the faith standpoint, the Bible tells us there is a peace that passes all understanding. And that's exactly what I would say. There's that peace that you have that passes all understanding. As people look at it and go, how, how, what, what? I don't know. You're at peace? What do you mean at peace? Or, or It's a difficulty to comprehend how some someone can go through these obstacles, these hurdles, these uh, roadblocks, and come out on the backside going, you know what? I'm at peace with this. I'm at peace with this. It's truly that faith-based peace that passes all understanding. I will say this, too. Uh, clearly, our producer, Mike, is listening because he, he summed it up in, in the word he wrote down and passed me a note that says resilient. And Aww. it's defined as a person who is able to recover from difficult conditions. I'm resilient. You're resilient. So April gave us pivot. And I keep thinking of that. And Mike's now given us resilience. And I love this. And Thank peace. you. And peace. And those those are my words. And I'm just going to bottle those up. And I hope, you know, I, I can share where all this is coming from and I can share the pocket that I'm sitting in but for those of you you know listening and following and and you know I hope that you're you know thinking oh I I just want that peace that she's feeling I've heard her I've heard that long intro and da 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 and da 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 and da da and all these things that I do there's not a lot of peace in that there's a lot of grind Uh and there's a lot of hustle and that's definitely right for people and that's right for me who would have thought that a type a business-minded, go get them, take on as much as you can, would be saying that once it's all taken away, that I'm sitting in this huge pocket of happiness. I don't know. And and I know that I'm going to add more things to my plate. I love retail. It That business, it, that suits my soul. I love people. I love talking. I love helping people. That's why I love retail. I love shaking hands and meeting people. But 
right now, I am loving being at home more. I am loving writing on my blog. I am loving focusing on the podcast. It's taken this huge platform and it's letting me condense it a little and put my focus so I don't have to do everything good. I can do mm -hmm. it great. I'm yeah. going to be a great mom. We're going to have a great wedding because it was postponed. And now the creative juices are flowing and I'm working on the flowers and I'm working uh -huh. on the cake and I'm excited about all these things that I couldn't get to when they're not a to-do list and it can have your focus. It's a whole different perspective. Well, God does work in mysterious ways. And so it's become the biggest blessing we could ever imagine to move the wedding from May until August. We had no idea. We had no idea. We agonized had no over that decision. what all was about to happen. And ultimately, a lot has been thrown on our plates. And, and now we can understand even more why this change to August was as important as it was. And to also sum up something you said just a little while ago, talking about all these things to do, uh, I've seen this before, and you may have as well. The definition of happiness is supposedly when what you want to do outweighs what you need to do. And so... Very often what we need to do is far outweighing, and I'm as guilty as everybody else of this, probably in some respects even more, Yes. but making what we need to do uh, a much, much greater burden than what we sure. want to do. I love that too. Uh, oh, we got so many, Oprah calls them aha moments. Aha, right? <laughs> that, um, yes, and I finally get to take all these podcasts and do the transcription on them and really make the blog posts. And, and this is what I'm going to focus on, Status Life with Lita. It's always been my platform. You can find that, you know, Facebook, Instagram. That's my email address. We did have a listener question, and, and we are running yeah, long. We had so much to unpack and, and to really tell you guys and to keep you on this journey with us. Uh, we are going to save our listener questions. So, Suzanne, uh, thank you, and, and we will get to it in the next show. Um, but again, status life with Lita at gmail.com, status life with Lita on Instagram, Facebook, uh, soon to be YouTube. Uh, and, and again, just unpacking uh, how I'm doing all this. This is a teaching platform and my story is what I'm teaching and I'm teaching you guys how to pivot and to tell you for you entrepreneurs stuck in that grind because I was because I was and all these things were taken and I'm telling you, it was the best thing that could have happened. It truly, truly was. Uh, real quick, you probably appreciate that I have cooked dinner <laughs> more since we've lived together. Yes. We've been together, you know, we've been dating. We just celebrated our four-year anniversary. Exactly. I should have told Mike that was coming so we could have an applause. Uh, so four, yeah, there, you go. there it is. Thank you, Mike. Uh, and... I've exercised every day. I've spent more quiet time. My, I'm, I'm doing sports with my kids at night. We've been shooting baskets. Again, cooking dinner and getting it cleaned up. Not just throwing microwave food out for the kids. I cooked for Easter. Like you guys, what can you do with more time? What would you do? And it's upon me and I'm glowing. And it, nobody would have thought that my business just being burned down would make me glow. Right. The, the next door has been opened, but I'm there's just, still, I'm okay. still much, much more ahead for you. And what do you think? Give a give a quick two cents. What are you seeing? Well, in me, you're in this, too. You, you yes, know, yes, I, I see the relief of a tremendous amount of stress that's been building uh, from the closing of the store to the planning of the wedding. Your dad, I mean, all these things, we, we're not going to recap every one of them, but all those things have been weighing you down tremendously. Uh, and it's affected your ability to sleep. It's affected your ability to, as you said, be the mom you want to be and engaged in so many things that, that uh, are out there for you. 
Uh, you're doing the Bible study group religiously, no pun intended. <laughs> you're doing, uh, like you said, more activities with the kids, the the cooking. All those things have now been a been free for you to to uh, to do yeah. that that before uh, was kind of being put on the back burner, and and all these obstacles that were there have started to clear, and the path is a little bit more brighter. Uh, but also, too, I will say that you're not done. No. This is not the. This is the oh, pivot. Okay, all right, fine. This is the pivot. You looked earlier, and what now? Now's the pivot, and I don't know, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I am, what peace? I am peace. at peace yes. with yes. it. I am perfectly at peace. And I do encourage everyone, please go check out the blog. Uh, yes, the, the blog's going to get a lot more attention now. And the, and I'm interior designing. We can yes. do the virtual consults. If you heard the commercial, we've got everything set up on the website. Uh, so I mean, I'm still working. Right. But it's right. just not as, as heavy as it used to be. The creative juices are going. I'm so excited. Yeah. So I can't even wait till the next show because what is the pivot? You guys stay with me on this journey and let's figure it out. That, absolutely. Absolutely. I can't wait for the next show. It's always exciting. Well, as we close, thank you very much for joining us on Status Life with Lita, presented by the law office of Derek M. Hayes, Status Market and Design, Indigo Stone Trading, and Bird Dog Boutique. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any upcoming shows. This program and all the other shows are available on your favorite podcast apps. You can always enjoy any of our episodes anytime by visiting businessradiox.com, selecting the Gwinnett Studio, and then clicking on Status Life with Lita. Until next time, for Lita Brooks, I'm Derek Hayes, and you are listening to Status Life with Lita on Business Radio X. Mm-hmm.